you know, there's something really interesting about the pro-life movement in Canada. There's huge bubble zones everywhere. We're not allowed to be like within 50 feet or sometimes meters of an abortion clinic, an abortion place where they're doing abortions. We're not allowed to protest outside. There's no 40 days for life allowed outside. However, some pro-lifers have gotten really creative. Sometimes they open up pro-life pregnancy centers providing care and outreach for women right outside of or next to or across the street from abortion centers. We're going to talk to the person who runs one of those and who's expanding also. You're going to want to stay tuned for this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Gabrielle Johnson, welcome to the program. Hey, John Henry, thanks. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, Gabrielle, you are involved in something, I, I won't say sneaky, but in a way to get around some of the restrictions that are in Canada, some of the unfair restrictions that are there to prevent pro-life people, loving people who want to offer a hand of outreach to women seeking abortions for an alternative, a way to respect the life in the wombs and to get assistance to be able to carry that life to term and even beyond term to carry for that unborn, or care for that unborn child or that now born child. And um, you've opened already uh, a center, a pro-life pregnancy center across the street from uh, an abortion clinic. Tell us how that's going. So that's, that's going really well. Um, just a little bit of the backstory. We started in, in 2006 in Edmonton. Um, the back porch is the name of our, our Pregnancy Options Information Center. We are right across the street from the abortion clinic here. And that was started by a group called Allies, which is um, the group that I'm the executive director of at this point. Um, but we've been here since 2006, and we've been able to, to minister to women who are on their way to abortions. We've been able to offer them information on all the options. Uh, make sure that at the very least they have informed consent and can find healing after the abortion. But um, obviously we're, we're here to promote life-affirming options. So we've had many clients in the past who have uh, been able to choose life and we've been able to be privileged to support them through their pregnancies and afterwards. Beautiful. And just right off the bat, I want to mention that LifeSite News has a Life Funder, which is our crowdfunding platform uh, going on right now. So if you go to lifefunder.com, you'll be able to support Gabrielle's work. So Gabrielle, tell us, um, yes, we're not allowed to be sort of picketing or, or providing alternatives on the street in front of abortion centers, but you guys being right across the street are able to do that. How do people find out about you? How do you get your clients who come over to you from the abortion center? How does that work? So uh, there are lots of different ways, but interestingly, the main reason that a lot of women come to us is because they mistake us for the abortion clinic at the outset. So when they walk in the door, we have about 30 seconds to engage them in conversation because they're here for their abortion appointment. And when they tell us that, we obviously are upfront and we let them know, you know, if you have an abortion appointment, it's not with us, but we can offer you information on the abortion procedures. We can make sure that you know what's about to happen and we can offer you information on resources in the area which a lot of them haven't had the time to explore or look into um, having made just a knee-jerk kind of decision to 
I'm pregnant, I wasn't planning this, I'll get the abortion and let's not even think about it. So we're able to, to engage them in conversation and offer a little more information. Beautiful. Now, one of the neat aspects of the bubble zone laws is that while there are you know, no pro-lifers allowed to present options to women going into the abortion clinic. It also, as you told me before the show, cuts both ways. Explain that for us, if you would, please. Yeah, this is one of my favorite things to share with people. Um, so just from the very broad description in the legislation, the, the way that it's worded, it just it does not allow for any kind of picketing, any kind of protesting, anything abortion-related uh, to be happening within 50 meters of the clinic, which effectively means within 50 meters of us either. So while people from 40 Days for Life can't stand there with signs, neither can people who are going to come and, and harass us in the work that we do or tell women that they, they should not speak to people who are trying to promote life-affirming options. Beautiful. So that then prevents uh, pro-abortion picketers from blocking women or whatever who want to come to you for help. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, problematic, but it's also protective of our ministry. Very interesting. So tell us, um, in the work you do, um, what is for you one of the really rewarding things that uh, that strikes you and keeps you going? Hmm. So I think the thing that has stuck out to me the most since I began working here at the end of 2018 is just how spiritual the work is. So anytime that we're speaking to a woman, it's not really us that's talking to her. It's, it's the Holy Spirit working in us in whatever way God chooses. And sometimes that means that she chooses life. And, and then there's a human being who otherwise probably would have died if we weren't here. And sometimes it simply means that we've been able to plant a seed for the future or um, offer some, some measure of hope for healing after an abortion. It's, it's, really just wonderful to be able to be Christ's hands and feet in this place and in this this ministry that is so important to him because it deals with really vulnerable people and with the most innocent of, of human beings. Now that's very interesting. So you're dealing not only with women going to an abortion, but you're also after an abortion, you're there to help as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so most of the women that we talk to, we do see them before the abortion. Some of them come over afterwards because they've been through the abortion and they see our building across the street and they wonder what we're about. And then we're able to mm -hmm. provide them information um, on hope and healing afterwards, on finding the care and the counseling that they might need to be able to process what's just happened and to be able to um, just to recover from, from this trauma for a lot of women. It's not, not in every case, some women kind of carry on as though nothing happened, but most women do experience some regret and some difficult emotions because it's a, you know, it's a really difficult thing. Can you share with us um, one of the testimonies that has struck you and sort of show us, if you will, uh, one of the clients that you've had that have chosen life? Absolutely. So we can play a little clip here and you can take a look. Great. Being a single parent is a challenge, but it's a blessing to wake up every day and see him smile and you. I believe he's gonna grow and be a great person and everyone do deserve a life. That's all I always tell myself that, you know, everyone deserves a life. No one deserves to go through that uh, abortion process. So that 
that was uh, just a little bit from Rita, who is a former client of ours. She's not one of the women that I spoke with, but you did see in that clip the woman that she spoke to when she walked in the clinic, or and or sorry, when she walked in here instead of the clinic. Um, and one of the things that I love about her testimony, aside from the fact that her beautiful son is there and alive and here on this world because she came to us by mistake or, you know, by providence, if you prefer, um, is that she now is able to say things like every life is precious and no woman should have to go through an abortion and that she was preserved from that herself. So not only was her son saved, but she was too. Wow. Can you describe for us a, a, probably a sentiment that you've had, a feeling that you've had, or a sensation that you've had that most of us will never have in our lives? The sort of before and after effect of speaking to a woman who then chooses life, later getting to see that woman, and perhaps even getting to see or even hold the child whose life is sort of there in a way because you intervened. Yeah, it's, it's an incredibly humbling experience, for sure. Um, I, I have this vivid memory of actually when we were filming that video that we played earlier, um, while they were recording Rita and, and our staff member and some other people involved in the video, I was watching her son for part of that. So all of this was going on. She's describing her testimony, and I'm here holding this child that, that would not be here today if it weren't for the Ministry of the Back Porch. It's, it can be quite overwhelming at times. It can be very humbling. And it, it really does fuel the desire to continue doing what we're doing because how many more lives can be saved? And the whole world is changed by that, right? Every human life makes such an, an infinite impact on the world. So it, it really is a beautiful thing to be a part of. Amazing. What is your motivation, Gabrielle? What, uh... What really drives you to continue in this work when you could be doing other things? Oh my goodness. Um, so the short answer to that is God asked this with me and when God asks, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to say no, of course not. Um, but yeah, I know I think that this, this is such a place and such a ministry where you can have impact that you can't even understand. And on top of that, knowing that I'm doing what God is asking of me and knowing that each moment of my life is spent doing something that Jesus cares so deeply about um, is, is such a wonderful thing. The ability to be, to be conformed to Christ in that, to be able to talk to these women and know that as much as I in this moment love them and their children, how much more Jesus loves them. And so I, I know that I can be pleasing to him and, and, and love him in that way too. Now, so often calls from Christ to engage in certain things are difficult to hear or discern. Would you mind sharing how you got that call and, and how generally how to recognize it? Oh, my goodness. Um, so I'm not sure how to answer that question. I, I think for me, for the period of time before I started working at the back porch, uh, God closed a lot of doors that I thought made sense. Um, and I gave him permission to do that. You know, I said, I just, I want to do whatever you want me to do. So take me there. Um, so he, he closed some doors. And then when a place opened up to work here at the back porch, I was ready and primed to do that. And as soon as I heard about what they were doing and what I could be in, involved with, it was, it was a very clear 
just a very clear picture that this is something that is meaningful, something that is valuable and something that um, I was at least gonna try. And then I think that was affirmed in the success that we've had that, okay, this is, is where I should be. Beautiful, beautiful. Where can people get in touch with you and uh, support the work that you're doing? Oh, uh, well, you can email me directly if you want, executive director at allies.ca. That's allies with one L, A L I E S. Um, you can find out more about what allies does generally at allies.ca, A L I E S, um, or at the backporch.info. Beautiful. Anything else you'd like to convey as we close? Oh, um, just to let people know that part of the reason that we're trying to get more information out there is that we are hoping to expand. So not just being in Edmonton here across from the clinic, but our hope is to open up a similar ministry right next door to the Kensington Clinic in Calgary as well. Beautiful. Canada is hard territory to work in. We, of course, have laws uh, that don't protect life at all here, actually on either side of the spectrum of life. So it's great and heroic work that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. God bless you, Gabrielle. You too. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time.